Today on Black Hollywood Lives Breaking Into, we're talking sexiness, Sacramento, and the soap industry with Donnell Turner, next. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives Breaking Into. Ain't nobody loves me better. That's right, that's right. Thank you, Shaka. Thank you, Rufus. This is Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I'm your host, James Live Jr., and I'm so happy to be here today with you guys to bring you another wonderful person on my show who is just a great guy off camera as he is on. You've probably seen him in commercials, episodic TV. He's been, he's been around a while, but right now he is steaming things up as Curtis Ashford on General Hospitals, ABC's General Hospital, and I'm so happy to have him here with me today. It's Donnell Turner. Thank you very much for hey, having me. James. How are you? Good to see you, man. Good to see you too. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, you. I mean, actually, I was looking at your credits. You've been around a while. I mean, I saw you the, the other night on Girlfriends. <laughs> oh man! I was watching my TV, relaxing a glass of wine, and there you show up. Yeah, Girlfriends. Wow. Uh, let's see. I moved to LA in 2001, and I think we shot that in 2004. Yes, yes, yes you did. And uh, man, that was like the first on-camera national thing I had ever done. I got to work with Tracy Ellis Ross yes. and Monique, and yes. they picked me to show up and just be handsome guy. Yes, which makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense to me. You look the same as you did then now. Oh. I mean, like, you haven't aged a bit. Oh, brother, thank you. I'm like, thank hello. Thank you. have been um, many, uh, many tears since, <laughs> since that day in this journey, but uh, it was fun. It was a blast, and Tracy Ellis Ross was great, and uh, I'm happy for all her success. She was really yeah, gentle. I, I heard she's a super nice person. Like I said, I've kind of met her a few different things, and she was always very sweet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just the ideal uh, co-star. I mean, and how, how was Monique? Monique was uh, a <laughs> comedian. She was on all the time. She was Monique. Um, yes, yeah. um, I didn't see Precious. I know oh, about okay. it, but oh, wow. she, she, <laughs> I don't know if it was that much of a stretch, but uh, she did a lot of things that uh, made me sweat and wow. uncomfortable. And, um, and I think, you know, I, I guess I look back today and I can say thank you because it just toughened me up. Well, I was going to say, so a situation like that, what, I mean, what do you, how do you handle situations like that on different shows or movies or whatever you're on? How do you kind of navigate through that? You just, you know, one of the things I believe in is faith unshakable. And mm. um, I believe in my product. Ooh. And so regardless of anyone else uh, and any pitfalls or, or roadblocks, I just believe in me. So that was just a step in my journey. Mm -hmm. And so when she said or did little things to, to, to make me uh, the punchline, you just roll with it. Yeah. Because I knew that was a sign of things to come. I knew that if I couldn't make it, at this moment, with no lines under the lights, right, right, then this probably wasn't uh, the industry for me. How did you get um, girlfriends? How did it come to your orbit? I was picture picked. Oh, really? So, really, was handsome guy number one? They're like, "Do we go and pick somebody who looks good?" Yeah, and that good. shirt I had on a burnt orange. I loved it back shirt, then. <laughs> you know, black pants. I even went and got the burnt orange tie. I do. I love I love burnt orange back I, in the day. I, you couldn't tell me nothing. That was my go-to outfit. Um, you might have even seen me up in the club uh, in the early two thousands in that outfit. Oh, well, I went because that was my go-to yeah. outfit. So, when they said show up and be sexy. I thought, let me just grab that outfit and rock it. So, I mean, it was a picture. I mean, like, they literally went through probably tons of pictures and said, him. It was an honor. Mm -hmm. And so when you go in, did they, I mean, do they 
interview you after that? Or you say pick a picture or just say, we still want him because you have no lines. We want him to do... Well, at the end of the day, you're still background. Yeah. So oh, okay. there's no trailer. Okay. There's no yeah. special treatment. <laughs> it's just stand over there and wait till we call you. Yeah. And then on the day, okay, do this, do this, do this, but don't say anything. Mm. And so it's uh, hurry up and wait. Yes. Uh, be ready. There's no makeup. There's no, mm. you know, so the way you look is the way you look. So when mm. they pick that picture, you better look like it. Wow, interesting. Have you ever had a situation where you look during your picture? Like, you, you, like you, your shots were done a while back, they pick you out, and you're like, uh, I have a goatee now, or uh, I got a flat top. Like, did you have any that kind of situation happen? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially now that the grays are creeping Oh, uh, I understand that. Yeah, I do. I see you rocking them. I, I do. See. I do. Um, so I'm just trying to let the grown man uh, show a little bit, that gray. <laughs> there's a lot of pictures out there with no gray. Yeah. And there's people, uh, there's pictures posted of me from 10 years ago with my shirt off and you know that's a lot to keep up to. <laughs> that's, that's, that's actually a good point because I mean our bodies do change man period just period anyway yeah. mm-hmm. but and as we get a little older <clears throat> it gets a little harder sometimes just naturally to keep up what you look like in your 20s and 30s or whatever age you are just it's just kind of hard to keep that up yeah you know um, in hindsight Maybe um, <clears throat> I wouldn't have taken so many pictures of my shirt off funny, in funny. my 20s. Okay. Um, but now that I'm, you know, in my, <clears throat> you know, no, I'm yes. a man of a certain age, I'll say. Yeah, it's a man of a certain age, um, that's fine. It's a little harder to get going and to get the, the body to look the way it did back in the mm-hmm. day. But um, at the same time, I love health and fitness, and, and um, so it's not that far of a stretch. And thank God mm-hmm. for muscle memory. Okay, that's right. They say you do it one. Well, you can go and go back. Yeah. Just bring back into. But what what do you do um, exercise wise? What do you do? You know, uh, one of those things that people don't know about me is that um, martial arts has always yes. been part of my life, yeah. one way or another. And yeah. I started when I was ten. Wow. And uh, it was in tournaments at eleven. Wow. And so um, I knew I had a gift when. I cleared everyone out in the tournament, and the final match was against a black belt. When I was wow. a yellow belt. In Taekwondo. Oh my God! And that was a draw, so I knew I might have a future in that. Oh wow! That. And you then held your own. Held my own, and then uh, MMA came along years later. Mm-hmm. But I was watching it early on, and I thought, man, I want to do that. But it conflicted with Hollywood. There you go. Didn't want to nose over here. Oh no 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 no! Cauliflower ears, and so yeah. I was careful uh, with my approach, and and maybe I didn't do enough uh, or as much wrestling as I wanted to, but um, I kept up with the kickboxing, and uh, I'm just one of those guys, man, I'm rough and tumble. I I did a knife combat uh, class a couple of uh, summers ago. Wow. Knife combat is amazing. It makes you wonder, why would I ever throw a kick? Oh, how funny. Okay. Yeah, I graduated first in my class in uh, shooting. Oh, wow. So I was an armed uh, security guard for four years, uh, wow. doing high-risk security. I wore a vest, wore a gun, the oh, whole nine. Um, yeah, and then I thought, and my mother questioned me, you know, that's not why you moved to L.A. Right. And just because you can doesn't mean you should. That's true. Type of thing. So I thought, well, maybe one day I'll be blessed, fortunate enough to, to show that off on camera. As opposed good, to good point. Um, have you ever heard the show? There was a show on, I forgot what channel it was on. It's called Top Shot. It was on a few years ago. Mm. Great show where they actually had shooting competitions mm. with different guns, different ranges, different things. And it was a really fun competition show. It was a lot of fun. Sounds like really, it. I, I really enjoyed it. it. Is it still around? No, I don't think it, well, I don't, that's a good question. I don't know. Folks, you can tell me if it's on or not. I'm not sure. Um, I forgot which channel it was on, but I caught two seasons of it, I think. 
That's really interesting. I mean, people really... I recently held my first guns ever. Okay. And I was in Memphis at my niece and nephew's place, and he has a whole gun case and you know, humidifier and all, I mean, all this stuff. He's an he's ex-military, and so he basically showed me, he seduced me, oh, yeah. so to speak, mm-hmm. with the guns. And I didn't shoot yet. I haven't shot. I want to do it. Um, I haven't done it. I come from a law enforcement family. I haven't done it. They don't want to give me a gun for other reasons. Um, but I saw, like, he explained them to me. Like, as I held them, explained how to hold them, what they can do, what they, you know, what, you know, the beauty behind them, why they have this over here and why that's over there. And partly, I mean, I, I really was seduced by it. Absolutely. I think, <clears throat> I think everyone should at least do it once. Mm-hmm. I think once you feel the power and the potential yeah. from a gun, it might make you think twice to use it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, in a moment of rage or whatever, you mm-hmm. might think twice. And so if you've never held a gun, you've only played video games or played right. with toy guns, you see a real gun, you're angry, you might use it. But if you know what they're capable of, you're less likely to use it. Then. Good point. Good point. In my opinion. What has um, your, your martial arts experience brought to you in terms of your acting today? Confidence. Okay. Confidence. Uh, discipline. Okay. And <clears throat> those are the two, two things that jump out right away. It's, um, it's comforting to know that you can defend yourself. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a key to every lock, so I'm not saying I'm in, invincible. Right, invincible, right, right. But, um, you know, that confidence, it means that I can endure certain situations. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, acting, you, you may fall on your face, you may be embarrassed, but you're not getting kicked in the face. Mm-hmm. So that kind of puts things into perspective. I like that metaphor. I like that. Um, because you chose a profession, and so have I, that aren't stable. That's right. They're like, they really are by choice. I mean, I feel like or they choose us, I guess, however you look at it. Because right. um, we are, you know, the thing where it's, you know, we just had the Oscars last night and a lot of talk about diversity. So we're like, we're two black men who've chosen a profession that <laughs> wasn't started by us or anything. You know, you know what I mean? Like, and so I mean, how did, what are some of your thoughts? Not about the Oscars, but just like in general, as you've navigated your way through this industry as a mm-hmm. black man, what are some things you've learned? Well, um, before, in answering that, I'll say, uh, before I moved to Los Angeles, my mentor, a very wise man, challenged me. He says, why are you moving to Los Angeles? He says, people move there for one of two reasons, fortune or fame. Interesting, okay. And I've never been, you know, I never wanted to be most popular, and money has never been my motivator. Okay. So right as I got ready to say, well, I do it for the art, he stopped me and says, don't give it, give me that, that you're doing it for the art, because if that was the case, you'd stay here and do local theater. Mm, interesting. And then he challenged me further and says, what makes you different from every student in every acting class, oh my God. every university, every junior college, uh, in every state, every city, every state in the country, what makes you different? Okay. So I couldn't answer that right away, no. other than I'm me. I believe in me. Mm-hmm. And so that, that kind of just, uh, I never lost that question, and, and, and that motivated me. What makes me different? There are tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that want to do this. And then he also says, you know you're getting into an industry that has a 99 point something percent unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. And for black men, you know, for, for black people, 99.7 or something like yeah, right, that. So right. we have a 3%, 0.3% chance of making it. And maybe I'm stubborn, maybe it's whatever, but it's that unshakable faith that I spoke of earlier. Yeah, you know that. 
And that's what's carried you through this whole time. Just like, I know I can do this. is what I want to do. This is what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. going to keep doing it. And then also that the martial arts uh, had a very, very loving and supportive family that told us we could do anything. Mm, okay. And I watched my mother overcome certain things and achieve what she's achieved. And so I had incredible role models. And then my brother, he was successful as a singer in the early 90s, so I saw him achieve the... Your brother? Who's your brother? He was in a group called Dirty Run Scoundrels. Yeah, I saw that group. Yeah, the, uh, DRS blew up pretty big. Uh, yeah, uh, I remember song, that. Gangsta Lean. <laughs> yes, that's uh, what an interesting connection. If you me. YouTube that video, <laughs> yes. if you look closely, you will see um, a young Donnell at 19 oh, years old. Oh, my God. It was the only time I ever shaved my head completely bald with a razor blade. Oh, I won't wow. ever do that again, by the way. <laughs> Very painful growing back. Yes. And my brother wrote this song and brought me along, and they just picked me randomly to be... Uh, the featured guy who shoots wow. the guy in the beginning, so I got to ride in the six four Impala and yeah. and and mix it up and 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 ride that wow, ride with my brother. So from ninety what ninety two ninety three yeah. ninety four was a roller coaster. Yeah. So I thought my career was about to take off then. <laughs> oh, a little little off base. And when it doesn't, how how'd you feel when it really didn't? When you figured out, oh, it's not really. I'm back kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I thought because I had a music video, my brother was number one, Billboard, right. number one for seven weeks. Yeah. Um, I thought, oh, you know, this is it for me. And when it didn't happen, I got angry. Okay. And then so there was a little bit of a, an angry Donnell walking around Sacramento thinking that, you know, my time should be any minute now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Sacramento, if you've done a music video, that was big stuff. I mean, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of actors... Do theater, yes, but only few of few of us had made the television screen, and then even fewer of us were recognizable. Yes, and so I was I, just I was in Sacramento that time period. You were there. I was there. Was I was a living there. Whirlwind. It was yeah. crazy. And then we learned a lot about money and how things work yes. and how they don't work. And you can have the number one song in the country. That's right. And still be driving a Datsun B210. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. And so. You pull up to the stoplight and you hear somebody bumping the song, your song. Oh, how funny. And they're in a Mercedes and you're you're just trying to hide your face so people don't see you. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I had a Hyundai XL. Uh, yeah, no, would I? <laughs> I yeah. wanted one. I had I had one of those. You know. That's so funny. Yeah, I was there. I was there that time. I was in Sacramento that time because it was them and then I remember um there was Sacramento, and then also parts of the Bay Area were starting to blow up with Timex Social Club, yes. and, and Vogue just yes. came out. Yes. It was like all these people were starting to kind of Club Nouveau. They're all trying Nouveau. to, they're all starting to come out. So I do remember that. I remember oh, that time period. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, it's so that was kind of like your probably big first uh, kind of come down from right. having the highs of it. You so you got to see kind of both sides of it early on mm-hmm. in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Um, what is Sacramento? What do you carry with you? About what, what about Sacramento? Do you carry with you out here in LA? Is there anything you carry with you? Well, Sacramento taught me a lot about supporters and the people who are not supporters. Mm. Okay. So um, I think what they say now haters. Well, yeah, I learned a lot about that. I played basketball, and there was you know uh, a, a lot of opposition. Sacramento taught me a lot about. The small town feel, even though it's mm-hmm. not really a small town, but compared but to is. L.A., it is. is. Yeah, it is. Let's it be is. real. And so I just learned how that pendulum can swing both ways, man. Mm-hmm. You know, the same people that uh, will, will exalt you and praise you will also condemn you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I got love for Sacramento. I mean, you know, 
my niece and, you know, a lot of my loved ones are, are, are still there, you know. So I still have a lot of family and friends up there. I'll but be there this weekend. You'll be there this weekend. I can't wait to go back. I can't wait to see everybody <laughs> back home. and uh, That's right. And just uh, the River City. laugh. And yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I really used to like the Kings back in the day. Back in the day. <laughs> but now you're... Uh... <laughs> I got my Kobe jersey. Yes, yeah, so you're like, so you're like, yeah, hey, he's in LA now. He's in LA now. I've been here. Yes, years. yes. I will be in Sacramento for my granddaughter's birthday. She turns eleven, so wow. very excited. Very excited. Wow. Okay. So I got to take her somewhere nice, I guess. Be a good now, grandfather. Where would that be? In Sacramento, actually, the, actually, the, the 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 food scene has totally changed really? in Midtown, especially. It, there's some really great restaurants. The Citizen Hotel is actually was on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills a couple years ago. Hmm. There's a restaurant called Ella that's really good. It's upscale and it's good. I've heard of it. It's really I good. Have. And then further down, there's um, Luca, which is a great Italian restaurant on J Street. So there's some, actually some good, actually some good stuff there. Wow, I only remember El Fornaio. Oh yes. That's that's that. that. <laughs> yes. Oh, also, I used to do. Uh, uh, dinner theater oh, on the wow. Delta. Oh, Delta King. Oh my God! Yes, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> funny story. We were doing dinner theater, and then um, afterwards, all the players went to go have dinner, and everybody was talking about their backstory. Oh well, I've done this. I've done that. One lady said, "I did background in a Patrick Swayze movie." Great. So in the LA hierarchy, that put her up. Uh, yeah, there. a little, a little, yeah. And then I had my, you know, DRS video. Yes. So that put me a little. <laughs> Because <laughs> I had a little more to do, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we started somehow after dinner. We had a few drinks, and we started doing impressions. So back then, okay, don't yes. call me on it now. Oh, oh, <laughs> I, was about I know. To. Let me uh, preface it to tell me yes. I used to do a mean Neil Diamond. You can't do it now, really. <clears throat> I didn't expect to bring this story up, so um, maybe after a few drinks. Okay, that's fine. Uh, she says, uh, a week later, Donnell, you did such a mean Neil Diamond. I'm gifting you with these Neil Diamond tickets. Wow. So at the time, uh, my basketball career had just ended because I had ruptured my Achilles. Okay. So I was on crutches. And um, I went to a Neil Diamond concert on crutches. How fun. I might have been the only black dude. <laughs> what do they call it? I was a fly in milk. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> However, yes. I had a blast. Yeah. I didn't realize how... He's a performer. He's a total performer. Oh, total man. Yeah, the, the stage turning. <laughs> he didn't have to do much. He was addressing everyone as he sang. I mean, wow. the women were going crazy. Oh, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, I don't know how many brothers like Neil Diamond, but I, I'm one of them. Okay. Hey, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Did you did you anything with the B Street Theater or Timmy Busfield? Did you do anything over there? I wanted to. Uh-huh. I wasn't accomplished enough. I th- okay. I, the word was back then, you got to be sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, nobody yeah. knew how to get sad. Yeah, I was just curious. Like, because I remember he used to walk around town and he started theater. Oh, and I remember the whole thing. yeah. I, I did a lot of plays at the Chautauqua Playhouse. Oh, okay. And it was, oh, okay, great. But have you been to the East yeah. Street Theater? No, not yet. I'm not sad. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, I, I almost want to go back just to do. You should at this point. Yes, theater, why yeah. not? Great. Oh, actually, good question. So yeah. when you were able, when you were eligible and you got your SAG vouchers and all that stuff, when it when you became SAG, and now I know it's called SAG after now, but how did that feel for you? Oh, it was like no more girlfriends episodes. Right. No more being on TV and not being heard. Mm-hmm. I get to talk now. Mm-hmm. It just took six years after that. Hey, six years, it was right on time, right? I, yes, it was. You know what I mean? I it mean, was, it was right on time. Maybe, right you, on maybe time. you just weren't ready yet. Maybe the universe knew you weren't there yet. You know, my acting coach in Sacramento, um, she used to be a casting director here in L.A., allegedly. And uh, she's very, very <laughs> straightforward. 
I believe it from her personality. And I said, you know, I'm going to move to L.A. I was 21. And I was riding the heels of my brother's success, feeling like I should be doing more, feeling privileged. (laughs) Um, She says, uh, I said, I think I'm going to move to L.A. I'm going to just jump in. And she looked at me without missing a beat and says, you'll get eaten alive. Wow. And I thought, well, okay. what does that mean? Right. What, what are you trying to say? You know, I do well in your class, and I'm a responsible, right. sharp dude. What are you talking about? So now I reflect back on that, and I think she was right. Mm. I would have got eaten alive, man. That, at that age, yeah. Yeah, at that age. I give all respect to the to the young people out there doing it who achieve success, the Justin Biebers and yeah. Selena Gomez. Whatever mistakes they make or have made, uh, I probably would have done that. Ten times greater. So. I'm very happy that um, there is no, there was no internet back when I was in my twenties, brother. Right? Uh, I'm very Ooh. fortunate there was no internet. Me too. And there were very little pictures. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I found a few in a box. Was <laughs> like, oh, those stay at my house. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll see those. Yeah, we were very fortunate. So those folks are out there doing it now, and it's it's everywhere. I mean, there's Twitter, there's Snapchat. There's I mean, it's just, it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and and and. Kudos to them that are, are yeah. keeping their head because who knows. But yeah. I think she was a, maybe a little more accurate than mm-hmm. than I wanted to believe at the time. I had to learn as I got older, and as maybe as part of my coaching, I had to learn that, yeah, that things happen when they're supposed to happen for you. Yeah. Uh, we all have our timetables. We have our inner timetable. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm going to go to L.A., and I'm gonna, in six months I'll be on a TV yes. show, and I'll be famous. Yeah, if you ask anyone that knows me when I first moved here, I counted. I put myself on a five-year plan. Okay. I said I got to be selfish for the next five years. I got to okay. go hard. So I counted the days. I still have my journal, and I counted eighteen hundred. What is it? Eighteen hundred seventy-five days. Mm-hmm. And that was my five-year plan. So those that knew me in the first five years of, of me in LA, they'd say, "Hey, what day is it?" You know, oh, how say, fun! Oh, okay. Hey, this is number three seventy-two. You know, oh, wow. day six fifteen, and they would laugh. But I have a good friend who's been with me since day one here, or month one in this town. And he always said, man, I knew that you were different. You know, you mm. counted your days, man. You put yourself on a plan. You counted your days. You wrote in your journal. And um, I always said, watch what everybody else is doing and then do something different. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. How important is the village? The village? I call it. I believe, I say it takes a village to raise me. I believe in a village. My village are my my fans and yeah, viewers. Yeah. My my village are, you're part of my village. Your publicist is part of my village. I mean, everybody's part of my village. The manager, you're part of my village. Everybody's part of my village who, who enters my orbit. So how important is that for you? I think it's incredibly important. We can't do this alone. You know, you need a strong support system. Your parents, if you don't have that, surround yourself with uh, forward-thinking, positive people. Um, I was raised to believe uh, to always maintain healthy association. Mm-hmm. That's not to say I always did. Oh, well, you know. But uh, I try to, and especially now, and even if that means being by myself, mm-hmm. I would rather that than unhealthy association. Mm-hmm. I, I, I always bring up village because, you know, you know we're black. We're mm-hmm. black folks. And I always believe we come from Africa where the village was important. You, yeah. you, you, know, you respected the elders and you lifted up the younger ones and you're in the middle and I feel like like for me I have older parents and I have kids and I have grandkids like we're part of the same village mentality yeah. and I feel like in America a lot of times we have gotten away from that but she has black folks like there's that one slot for that one black person uh-huh. so we gotta fight each other to get that one spot instead of why aren't we kind of working together to make ten slots for all of us and work together and celebrate the one who gets that maybe gets that one slot celebrate them and hopefully work together 
you know, um, it's that crabs in a barrel mentality for a lot of people. And sometimes we just can't watch someone else rise without pulling them down. And so I do try to give back as much as possible. Um, but yeah, it takes a village, man. It's uh, no man is an island unto himself. Nope. So Sherry Freeman, who is in the chats, hello, people who are watching, she wanted me to tell you that I thought you were absolutely amazing just as an actor and looks, but listening to your interview changes that. Love your intelligence. Not sure if this is seen or questions can be asked. You can, I'm seeing this right now. Um, how much of you, personality-wise, do you bring to your characters, especially like Curtis? That's a good question, Sherry. Sherry. Great question. Uh, I bring... A lot of me to, to Curtis. Uh, <laughs> cigars, no, I'm just kidding. I yeah, the cigars, no. <laughs> Drinking uh, coffee. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I feel like the heart of Curtis is um, consistent with mine. I mean, I think, he, you know, whatever um, boundaries he may cross or whatever, there's yes. still a good heart hearted dude there. And um, that's, that's Donnell. I mean, I have a good heart. I, I may have crossed a few people uh, in my journey who hasn't, but, right. um, mm-hmm. um, you know, what do they say? I'm trying to make an omelet, so sometimes you got to crack a few eggs. Hey, it happens sometimes, yes. And, and, and only the strong survive, and we're swimming with sharks here in this town. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that's what makes Curtis dynamic, if you find him dynamic, and that's just because there's a lot of Donnell in him. It's, yes. again... It's not who Curtis, it's not who I become because I'm playing Curtis, but who Curtis comes because I'm playing him. I like that. Ethel, who's a longtime JH fan, told me to tell you hello. Hey, Ethel. She's, uh, yeah, I, I, Ethel, I know who you are. I know who you are. You're who on you my. Ethel? Yeah, she's, uh, she's, I mean, she's like watched it the whole time, GH out on there. And she watches GH Report, which he was on um, last week. He was on our show. And that's why we're talking a little more in depth with him this time. So we're talking about General Hospital, which. Oh, yes, you told us that was one of the one soap you watched, mm-hmm. and now you're on it. Mm. Can you just explain to these viewers how that feels? It's <laughs> surreal. It's incredible. Um, it's serendipitous. It's, 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 you know, you just don't expect it to happen that way. Sure. You, you pray for a lot of things. You pursue a lot of things. A lot of things don't go your way. And when something does go your way, you, you're grateful but then when it goes your way and it's what you wanted and it's been 20, 30-something years in the making, yeah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah. makes it that much sweeter. How do you handle the pace of soaps? Because, I mean, they're like, I mean, okay, now block it down and we do it. <laughs> I know in the old days they had like five or ten, you know, cue cards and five or ten takes. I know nowadays it's not even like that anymore. It's not like that. You know what? Um, I had a brain cramp the other day on set. Oh, okay. I had done, this was what, Wednesday? Yeah. I did six pages, no problem. I had two paragraphs left. <laughs> Just couldn't get it? Man, I could not get those two paragraphs. Oh, that's so out. funny. I don't know how it's going to turn out on the day, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, you, you might get two takes, maybe three. Wow. I might have needed seven. Wow. Yeah, it was embarrassing. I yeah. was, I apologize to everyone. I was, you know, I'm my own worst uh, critic, so. As we all are a lot of times. Yeah, man. And so I took that back to my dressing room. I was a little beat up, and the director, she was great. She came to my room and just assured and reassured me that everything was okay. And it happens to everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think the perfectionist in me, yeah. um, you know, reassured her that that's not going to happen too many times. Okay. He, like, he just said that. He's like, next. Yeah. Um, 
what do you say to folks, to actors who are like, I wouldn't do a soap. Like, I don't know, soaps are just like, I mean, does that happen? I mean, nowadays it's getting oh. less and less, but it does happen. It does happen. I mean, once James Franco came on General Hospital, it was like, oh, uh, that's, that's great. And he was like, he was totally all about the soap. So, yeah. I mean, what do you say to people like the, who kind of say stuff like that? I was one of them. Okay, that's after, okay. After, yeah, the 20 years ago, I used to write to be on the show. Once I moved to L.A. and I, I saw that, you know, there was this hierarchy, soap actor and then TV actor and then film actor, you know, and everybody wants to be a movie star. Yes. I also used to say, I will not do commercials. Oh. I used to say clearly very distinctly. You make money from commercials. Oh, what's that? That's crazy. Never been money driven. Oh, and that's so, true. That's right. That's true. Okay. And so I used to say, man, I don't want to be known as the Dr. Pepper man. Oh, how funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. And no offense to Dr. Pepper, I just didn't want to be that guy. Okay. Um, you know, I wanted people to know that I'm a thespian, <laughs> trained, <laughs> yes. you know, craftsman. And, you know, man, you get here and you realize how hard it is to get on. <laughs> you see all the competition. Yes. I remember my first uh, first restaurant I went to in L.A. I went to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, I love and, it. Yeah. And, uh I saw two or three brothers that were just stunningly handsome. You know, the muscles, oh, yeah. the hairline, and the, you know, they had me by 10 years younger than me, and I thought, oh wow, I'm never gonna work <laughs> in this town. I better get what I can. And that's not to say I got desperate. Right, uh, right. I still was, you know, standing firm to, you know, I'm gonna stay in class and I'm gonna be an yeah. actor and I don't need to, to, to pitch any products. And then one day, I just humbled myself, man. I was going to say, that's what it was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I had to humble myself and realize what it was. It's exposure, it's money in your pocket, and um, it is a step. It can be. And so in 2009, I went to an audition, 12 in the afternoon. Um, they wanted me to shave. I didn't. Oh, okay. And uh, I booked Coors Light. Oh, funny, okay. And they said, please don't shave your beard. Please don't shave your beard. We really like it. I said, oh, oh. don't worry. Wow. You're like, I'm not going to. So, yeah. And man, from there, oh, it wow. has not stopped. But see, you stepped out of your own way. And that's I funny. Did. Man, that's well said. Yeah. Stepped it's, out of my own way. Stepped out of your own way. And then stuff started coming in. I agree with you. You just said something that was really important. Anything can be a step. It's, it depends on how you work it yeah. or how you view it in a way or how you really make it work for you because... Anything, a soap, a commercial, a modeling gig, anything. Yeah. You could turn it, I mean, this job I have, I've turned it into all kinds of stuff because of this job. Absolutely. And it, yeah, soaps, uh, I quickly changed on the soaps. I thought, man, that's stability. That's a chance to, 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 to you know, win and gain wonderful fans and um, put a little money in my pocket, but uh, more importantly, hone my craft. And so for me, it's like theater. It's like I get a chance to, to work every day on my craft. And then what comes from this is, remains to be seen, but mm-hmm. I'm incredibly thankful. One of the things that we talked about a little bit on the General Hospital show we did was that you're, you're, you and Anthony Montgomery, who plays uh, Dr. Andre Maddox, another black man, uh, who's been around for a long time, too. He did Star Trek, and everybody, all these things been around for a long time, too. Um, what's funny is that you guys are kind of bucking the trend of... I, Let's say the interracial thing happening. I've done polls on Twitter about who you guys should be hooked up with, and folks are just, they don't care about don't your care. race. I know. They're saying he looks good with Rebecca Buttig's character, who's Hayden, who's white. Or Andre looks good with Anna, Finola Hughes, who's white. I'm like, I love, they like it, and you both look good with Jordan, or you look good with, you know, right. Brittany Sarpy, who plays Valerie. I just, I love that right now, that it's kind of like you guys are transcending just your color. Mm. They're seeing you guys kind of as just sexy, I mean, not sexy, but like sexy actors who have chemistry with no matter what the race of the, 
the co-star is. And how's, that, how's that feel for you? That's amazing. I was told early on that interracial relationships don't work in soaps. They don't, usually. They usually don't, I guess. Uh, I don't really care. I just like, you know, let's just mix it up. Let's mm-hmm. just have fun. doesn't matter. Um, I like where I'm at right now. And uh, wherever this road takes me, you know, man, I'm I'm ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's just it's really great. As a longtime soap watcher and a black man, mm-hmm. I, I talked to you, uh, James Reynolds, who's been playing Abe for you know mm-hmm. hundred years, and he's he's such a great guy. And he just talked about that how he was one of the first, and he was just on soaps, just having him just on a soap. Yeah, he was. And seeing a brown man on a soap who had like leading storylines, it was like a major thing. Now we get to the point where we can have we don't have to worry about that so much now. Right. There's a bunch of you guys running around on, on General Hospital. There is. I, I love it. It's kind of fun. <laughs> because African-Americans make up a large soap audience. How many of us were raised by exactly. aunties and grandmas? and? You know, I just heard Bo Jackson, the Bo Jackson, yeah. on TV saying that he learned uh, how to cook, because he has a cooking line out, and um, uh, he was saying that his grandmother or his mother taught him how to make cornbread, Okay. And watch a general. He would watch General Hospital <laughs> and make cornbread every day. Wow. It was like a, and I just that jumped out. I was like, wow. Bo Jackson watches uh, General Hospital. Oh, see. He might know me. He went. <laughs> what up, Bo? What's one, Bo? Bo knows. <laughs> Bo knows. So I brought it back. Everybody brought it back. <laughs> I love that. Um, I, I like to. Uh, uh, I like to ask my guests the same two questions uh, that I don't. I don't tell. I don't prep you guys. It's uh, just I ask you, and you give me what comes to mind for you. If I was a tree, what kind of tree would I? Exactly. I almost said it to somebody the other day. It was kind of funny. I'm like, I'm not Barbara. I'll do that. Um, no, I believe in. You know, my motto. And I always write it on my. On, I actually wrote it twice by accident, but it's it's pay it forward, lift each other up, and share knowledge. Mm-hmm. I wrote pay it forward twice, but pay it forward, everybody. Pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in language. And I believe in language really can affect how we navigate through life. Mm. And so my first question to you is, in the English language, mm-hmm. what word do you think we should take out? Can't. Okay. That's the first one that jumped out. I like that. And expand a little bit on that. Why, why can't? You know, if, if I listened to can't, I wouldn't be where I am. Mm. Um, and I think anyone successful would say the same thing. Um, it's just one of those crippling, debilitating words that just stop your momentum, they stop your drive, and maybe that would be, you know, that's the word that jumped out first. Maybe that like would that. Kind of, like It's that. just negative and ugly. It is. And now, on the, the kind of converse of that, what word do you think we should be saying more in a vocabulary? <laughs> <laughs> should I say can? No. You know, you, come uh, you, could. you know, I'm going to be driving home going, oh, I should have said, oh, I should have said. All oh. my guests say it too. I love it. I was like, yeah. that's why I ask these questions. Oh, man, that's great. Okay, on the go. What word more of, um, you know, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's why, that's why I don't prep anybody. It's like, this is something I want to curious to see what, come, what, what you start to think about and what comes out for you. Yeah, the word that, uh, here's a stall tactic. Repeat the question, please. Repeat the question. <laughs> What word do you think we should be saying more in our vocabularies? Thank you. Well, that's a good one. Thank you. That's very underrated, I think. I agree. And, you know, uh, I say make sure Curtis says thank yous in the script, oh, even funny. when they're not written. Oh, how funny. And I, I touched on that when I was yeah. doing After Buzz. It's just one of those words, man. I think we have to be careful to be thankful and grateful for things. And some things, you know, I see it all the time in Hollywood. Someone will do this and get a cup of coffee and they'll just keep talking. And, oh, I know. You know, I, I've seen, you know, child actors finish their cup and just do this. And then you got five adults coming in Dang. taking it from a minute. It's just 
it doesn't take much to say thank you. It doesn't. It doesn't take much to say, and if you really want to add to it, please and thank you yes. go a long way with me. Yes. I'm a manners kind of guy myself. Absolutely. Um, I also believe um, that people should be nice. Yeah. Nice should be the norm. I agree. Does it, it really doesn't cost anything to be nice. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you don't get a cookie for being nice. No. It's just, you start there. Right. And a lot of that gets lost in this town. You were talking about, you know, um, this town, how competitive it is. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, uh, yeah, it just... It, yes. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I just, I have a million thoughts right now. Yes. So it's kind of getting jumbled right now. I love right it. Now. I love it. Um, yes. um, I'm going to bring him up. I love it. There's enough, uh, the analogy I use is there's enough sunshine for everyone to get some sun. So just mm. because you're laying out getting some, mm. I don't have to hate on you. I can just go over here and get mine. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that. Maybe there are not a lot of jobs in Hollywood for people of color, mm-hmm. but if you just do the work and, and put your head down and it's what you love to do and, and hone your craft, what's for you will be for you. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So being nice and, and, and not hating on others, I just think that's just, uh, you know, that's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. You know? It should be normal. should be normal, should be normal. I should say. And that's, I, I like that analogy, the sunshine. It's a, it's a big sun out there. Yeah. Getting all of us. Yeah. Why would I get mad? Because you're getting a tan. Right. Mm-hmm. I'll get a tan too. That's fine. Yeah, I'll get mine. Yeah, I'll get mine. One way. We're determined. I'm getting a tan. I swear to God, I'm getting a tan. <laughs> you threw me with that question. See, I, I love it. I love it. That's what I do here. It's like, this is some little fluff piece. We actually talk, that. we have a conversation. That. And we'll have to have you back, of course, and we can talk more about stuff. Yes, sir. Um, thank you for coming on my show. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. This is great. This and is great. We'll is it over? Are we done? We're done? <laughs> for now. For now. All right. Yeah. I, um, so now you're doing some charity stuff. Actually, mention mention that. Uh, well, I just were uh, went and visited the lovely children at the Shriners Hospital. Oh, good. Okay. Last Tuesday, I was fortunate enough uh, to be a part of that with General Hospital, good. and met some incredible kids uh, sure. with in- incredible disabilities and incredible strength of character. Oh, I'm sure. And and the parents too. We can't forget the parents no. because no. I had a long conversation with some of the parents and. Both of his kids had disabilities. Both of their kids had disabilities, and the smiles on their face and the joy in their heart, and they were thankful and grateful okay. to have us there. Most people didn't know who I was, but they were thankful that I was on a show and I took the time to go play with their kids. And we made cupcakes and uh-huh. and, and and crafts, arts and crafts, and we painted, and uh, it was really awesome. And so yeah. uh, between that and there's a autism speaks okay. is is coming up and pleased to be a part of that. I was asked to be a part of it, and it'd be my honor. You wouldn't even have to ask me. I would love to yeah. participate and, 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 and lend my time. Uh, and I'm really about the kids. That's great. I like the kids. So whatever has to do with the children, um, I'm, I'm all for it. They're, oh, well, they're, we need to do that. They're, they're next. They are the future. They are, I, know, I, I said I didn't want to say that. I, like, I know. Okay, Whitney, I'm sorry. Teach but, them well and yes. let them lead the way. Really? I mean, but it's, but it's, it's so true. Also, let me just turn the page real quick before you let yes. me go. Yes. I am a published author. But what? Wait a minute. I did not know that. I am published. I won a poetry competition. Oh, wow. So I did spoken word for a lot of years. So I have a really um, nice little poem that uh, maybe one day I can drop for you guys. And well, how, some, lo- how long is your poem? I could streamline it because uh, it's two minutes and 30 seconds, and I can streamline Do it. it. Yeah? You want to hear some of this? It's kind of like what we were talking about. Yes, do it. Black people, 
We attract people. There's no need to act evil, jack and smack people. We're not a whack people. So why do we lack equal respect for each other? We're quick to disconnect and disrespect when we should attitude check and come correct for one another. See, back in the days, if you were too dark, you heard the jokes from your friends. But today, dark skin is in. But what about skin that is light? Some people think we're not quite as black because our skin is closer to white. But we already know from the beginning, melanin has been our friend. Our foes are those Joes who suppose our skin can't win. That's when our ingrown skin tone hits home and gives us our flavor. What takes from that flavor is not trying to love thy neighbor and yes, a hater. Now think about this, James. Can you relate to a mind state that can just hate someone based on how much they make or whom they choose to date? My fate shouldn't lie in the hands of another man. And on the other hand, no man's fate resides in me. Besides, we see far too many examples of disharmony when guys with pride subscribe to genocide. Again, aside from the fact that too many black people act like crabs in a barrel. Or we'll claim one eye is on the sparrow, but the other eye stays on the other guy. I pray when our mothers cry daily and nightly, because it may be or might be their son or their daughter being knocked up, socked up, locked up, or shot up for no apparent reason. The surprise demise of my kind is never out of season. So I stand here as a man here pleading. Let's not forget about our seeds and what they be needing and where we'll lead them and what we feed them so they can grow to stop this ludicrous cycle of lunacy or we are soon to be and doomed to be extinct. And it stinks. And the casualties of casually made me think. Every day we erase a face from our own race. Now that sounds absurd to me and then some words occurred to me from a verse I heard from an MC who encouraged me to show them and enlighten them by writing them this poem and or quote him when he said, I never, ever ran from the Ku Klux Klan, so I shouldn't have to run from a black man. Oh my God, that's good. Mind drive. That's it, that's how we're gonna end it there. Donnell Turner, <laughs> that was the bomb. That yeah, was good. Thank you. That was more. really good. Thank you. That was really good. I did not expect to do that here, but it just. See, that's why on my show, I get people to do things they don't expect. I'm saying. I love it. Thank you very much. Tell folks where they can find you. Man, you can find me at uh, on uh, Twitter, Donnell Turner One. Uh, Instagram, Donnell Turner. Facebook, Donnell Turner. Watch me on General Hospital on ABC. That's right. And you can follow our Facebook page, Breaking Into You. And of course, I'm Black Hope LA on Twitter and James Lott Jr. everywhere else. And we will see you next time for another Breaking Into You here on Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.